All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is October 8, 2020, week 88. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and upload audio versions to them of them to every major podcast platform shortly after and if you've been with us for a while welcome back we always like to thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the lord just like last week this week is another pre-recorded message we will be back live on a regular live stream next thursday so october 15th so we'll be able to interact with you guys any questions or comments that you may have and we're always looking forward to it i don't have any other announcements so as you can see from the title we'll be talking about a question are your thoughts god's thoughts do we know what he's thinking when he tells us to do something do we actually know what he means and when we make our plans are they aligning with god's plans in one place he says my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways as far as the heaven is above earth so are my thoughts and my ways above your thoughts and your ways so we'll be taking another turn at the wheel another deep dive into the bible to see exactly what thus says the lord so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message i hope each and every single one of you guys get something out of it learn something apply it to your life in some way or another so minister tony banks Thank you, Melvin. Uh, as always, we like to start with a prayer. So definitely tune in. We encourage you to join in fellowship and pray with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for just being who you are. Lord, we thank you for our life, health and strength. We thank you for the things that we even may take for granted. Lord, we come before you to say thank you because Lord, we don't ever want to be found thinking wrong. We don't want to be found saying the wrong things. We don't want to be found with evil in our hearts. We want you to purge us of these things. So, Lord, I'm praying that you would just continue to bestow blessings upon us. Bless us to be the people that you called us to be. We're not talking about material things, Lord. We're asking that you would bless us with our hearts that you would transform us that you would renew in us a right spirit creating us a clean heart Lord we're praying that you would do all these many things Lord we know that uh, so much turmoil is in the world around us so many things are going on uh, in the world of um, politics and uh, you know just so many things that are that may seem radical in the world lord we're praying that you would continue to be with the hearts and the families of so many people being hurt so many people being torn down but we're praying that you would be comfort that we would remember to keep our eyes fixated on you lord we're praying that even in our worst storms that you would remind us that there is joy in the midst of these trials so lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen so tonight we're talking about our thoughts are they god's thoughts i thank god for this program because i always enjoy talking about the goodness of god uh and so 
this helps me. And I'm praying that it would help you also to anyone who is willing to give an ear. So we're going to move swiftly. We're not going to play around. We're going to move swiftly uh, to the book of Second Kings because what we think matters. We know the word of God tells us as one thinketh in their heart, so is he. What you think, that's going to become your reality. If you want to be down on yourself and talk about how you never do anything right and you're a horrible person, that that feeling is going to continue to carry over. You're going to be a very sad individual. If you allow those thoughts to continue to weigh you down, lay aside every weight, Paul said. We have to lay those thoughts aside. I know we don't intend to think them. We don't always intend for these evil things to happen. But when they do, remember that God is still there. So we must recognize what are God's thoughts versus what are ours. God's not telling you, hey, you're a dummy. That's not God. That's the people that we call friend. That's the people that we call brother and sister. They're saying, oh, you, you crazy. You ignorant. You'll never amount to anything. But that's not God's thoughts. So we have to be able to differentiate and decipher. So we're going to pick up a story here of a man named Naaman. In 2 Kings chapter 5, we'll pick up the focus verse and then we'll move back up to get a more clear understanding of what's happening. All right, Melvin, if you will. Verse 11. But Naaman was wroth. Naaman was angry, uh-huh. And went away and said, Behold, I thought. He thought something. The man's thoughts had nothing to do with God's thoughts. We do a whole lot of thinking every day. I know I have <laughs> said all the time. I think so. But just because I think that doesn't mean that's what God thinks. We have to search the scriptures. So we can truly find out what are God's thoughts. How can I know God's thoughts? And I never read this Bible. How can I know what God thinks? I, I don't know who God is. I haven't put any time into this book. But I found those are the main people that can tell you everything that God said. They don't put any time into studying who God is. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We can't separate God's thoughts from his words. You know, when you hear someone say a certain thing, you can someone can tell you something about your your mother, your best friend, your brother, whoever it is. They can say, yeah, so and so said this. And you say, hold on now. Now, I know this person. They didn't say no stuff like that. You know, their words so you know who they are. 
you know their thoughts. That's how we have to be when it comes to God. We have to be able to tell who are these things truly coming from. But in doing so, we must recognize Melvin brought up the verse. God's thoughts are not ours. We're not going to think the same. So if this is what I want and this is how I feel, we already can go ahead and cancel that one out. That's probably not what God wants. Because he wants some totally different things than what we want. So we find Naaman here. Naaman said, behold, I thought. Uh I thought he will surely come out of me Mm -hmm. and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God Mm -hmm. and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Now, I know we don't understand what's going on here because we've thrown you right in the middle. Just like a team does when they lose their starting quarterback in the fourth quarter and they throw in the freshman quarterback. He was just thrown in there. He doesn't know what's going on. So we're going to go back to make sure that we can get a clear understanding of what we're talking about here. Because God has some things for us. He has deliverance for us. He has happiness for us. God wants you to be at peace. He wants you to be at rest. He wants you to have these things. A family? God wants you to have people around you that love you. He wants that. There are people who the devil will feed them with thoughts to say, man, God doesn't want you to have people who care about you. They say, all I've known is people to mistreat me. That may be true. But that doesn't mean God does not want you to have that. And if you will hold on, if you will wait on the Lord, he'll show you. So we'll pick it up at verse one here. Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, Mm -hmm. was a great man with his master Mm -hmm. and honorable because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Mm -hmm. He was also a mighty man and valor. But he was a leper. Naaman had a problem. He was a mighty, honorable man. People knew who he was. He has he's friends with the king of Syria. He's captain over the king of Syria's army. This man did some things. So. Although he's did some great things, he still has a problem. He's sick. He has leprosy. All right. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. Now, they come into contact with someone who can help them. God is always going to get us in touch with someone who can be of assistance to us. We can't do these things alone. God uses other people to help us. So 
they have someone from Israel. We know God. He's the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jehovah, Yahweh, we know who he is. So somebody down there has heard the report about God. And they could not help but spread the news around. Somebody can't help but witness on the goodness of God. Somebody can't help it. All right. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria? For he would recover him of his leprosy. She said, If Naaman got in touch with the prophet that is in Samaria, he would be healed of this disease. Go ahead. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is out of the land of Israel. Mm -hmm. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. So the word comes to the king and he sends down the message that he wants Naaman to be restored. All right. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive? That this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. Now the king was trying to figure out why did he send this letter to me? I can't do anything about this. I'm no physician. I'm not God. First off, I don't practice medicine. And secondly, I can't make someone alive. I can't heal them. I'm not God. But. God has a way. I always say he has a way to accomplish his plan. God made it so the right person heard it. All right. Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. Mm -hmm. And it was so, when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Mm -hmm. Let him come now to me. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. God made a way for Elisha to hear this. And said, look, allow him to come to me so he will know. And other people are going to know also that there is a prophet in Israel. All right. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot. And stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Naaman is coming to be healed. And now he is at the door of Elisha. Elisha is the prophet. He is the one who can help Naaman be healed. He's not doing the healing. It's God doing it through him. Without God, we're nothing. We can do nothing. That's all we're good at. Is doing nothing. 
that's the reason on our off time we said I can't wait to do nothing cause we good at it I know I'm good at it so Naaman has arrived at Elisha's place alright and Elisha sent a messenger into him saying go and wash in Jordan seven times now this is the report this is a message that Elisha passed on to Naaman he didn't even see him Naaman's out waiting at the door now we have to take into account what kind of man Naaman is he's one that's well respected we know we know even today we respect those in the military those who have served the country we respect those people Naaman was a man respected so when a person feels that they should be respected and they are respected there's a certain uh, protocol we expect people to follow so Elisha sends a messenger to Naaman and tells him to go and wash himself seven times in the Jordan River, all right? And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. He said, all you have to do, glory to God, all you have to do, Naaman, is go down to the Jordan, wash yourself seven times, you'll be clean. That's all you have to do. And that's where we pick up verse 11 at again. So now we've gotten the backstory. And now I'm praying this will make sense. All right. But Naaman was wrong. Naaman was angry when he heard this. Now, why would this man be angry? And he's going to tell us himself. You know, when people get angry, they'll tell you why. They'll tell you. Because we have to get it out. All right. And went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. He said, I thought, I thought this man would come out here. Least show me the respect to come out and see me come out here to me face to face I thought he would at least do that but I've come all the way down here made this trip and the man won't even come out and look at me he said I thought he would at least come out his thought was not God's thoughts and as we read this my hope is that you would Put yourself in this situation, in all these situations that we read, because we're reading about us. These are things that we've done. I know I've thought things against God. I thought something should happen a certain way, and God thought otherwise. And I found myself angry, too, because things didn't go my way. I was wroth. Never used that word. <laughs> But that's what I was. I never thought, man, I'm wroth. But that's what I was. 
angry and upset. All for nothing. What I should have been angry about was the fact that I am completely out of the will of God. That's what I should have been angry about. But I was angry because of my thoughts. That's what causes us to be off track. What we think should happen. And we don't know anything. So Naaman said, I thought this man was going to come out here. Call on his God and start throwing his hands around, waving his hand around. And I would have been healed. I thought he was going to put on some show. Abracadabra and that would have been it. Kaboom, I'm healed. But that's not what God wanted to happen. So because Naaman's thoughts did not align with God's thoughts. There was a disconnection. We always find ourselves being on the losing end when our thoughts don't align with God's. God's never going to be the loser. Go ahead, Melvin. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus? Now the man, mm-hmm. Better than all the waters of Israel? The man's still thinking. He doing a whole lot of thinking right here. I mean, he, first off, he talked about how he thought Elisha would come out and, and wave his hand around and look upon him eye to eye. Now he starts considering what rivers are in Jerusalem, or excuse me, in Samaria. He said, look, aren't these other ones better? He's still thinking, looking at the appearance Looking at the shape and size. That's what we do. We start to look at a situation. Look at circumstances. And we start doing a whole lot of thinking. And form our belief and our opinions around what we see. That's where we form our thoughts. From what we see. He looked at these two rivers. And he thought they were better because they look better. They may have been bigger. The water may have been clearer. They may have been closer in distance. So he said, I, you know, these are better. Why can't we do these? That's because God didn't ordain them. God did not choose those rivers. So this is where the problem comes in at. All right. May I not wash in them and be clean? <laughs> God already, through the mouth of Elisha, already declared what he wanted done. And Naaman said, can I not just go to one of these? We always try to find a shortcut. God, tell us what he thinks. Tell us what it is we should believe. And we still try to find another way. 
Alright. So he turned and went away in, in a rage. Upset. Angry with God. He didn't recognize he was angry with God, but that's who he was angry with. Because his thoughts were not God's thoughts. They were not God's thoughts. So he went away. But now. When we opened up this message, we found out that Naaman was the man that was sick. Elisha wasn't sick. The messenger that he sent to Elisha wasn't sick. The king of Syria wasn't sick. And we know God wasn't sick. So this man has gotten upset, turned and walked away when he is the one that's hurting. He is the one going through a hard time. So he went away in a rage. All right. And his servants came near and spake unto him and mm -hmm. said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? Somebody had to come and talk some sense into Naaman. God knows we need that today. Because if not, we're going to continue operating on our own thoughts. But God had this happen because somebody needed to talk to him. And they said, if the prophet had have told you something hard, you would have done it. Wouldn't you have done it? We know who you are. You're a mighty man. And you know you're mighty too. Mm -hmm. How much rather then when he said to thee, wash and be clean? They say he didn't tell you to do anything difficult. He didn't tell you to do anything hard to do. You know, Jesus told, <laughs> glory to God, Jesus told his uh, followers. When he was here, he said, except ye eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, ye have no life in you. They said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? This is hard right here. They acted the same way Naaman acted. They acted as if they were told to do something hard. But is it hard to go down in the name of Jesus, be baptized and be clean? Is that hard? Is it hard to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? It's not hard. But now if God had asked us to do something actually hard, we'd be doing it to prove something to somebody. We do it all the time. Somebody says you can't do something that's supposed to be hard. We say, watch this. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll prove it to you. So the servants came to Naaman and told him he didn't tell you to do anything hard. Why won't you just do it? All right. Then went he down 
and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. Then he was obedient. He became obedient. We find that Jesus became obedient even unto death. And I'm, God knows I want to be obedient till the day I die. Go ahead. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. Mm -hmm. And he was clean. He was clean because of his obedience. Because despite his thoughts, David said, created me a clean heart. And our heart is nothing but thoughts. God has to clean up our thoughts. He has to change our thoughts. So we find Naaman decide to listen. And he was clean. He was clean. All because he was willing to overlook his own thoughts. And look at the thoughts of God. Our thoughts either make or break us. The thoughts here. Had Naaman turn his back upon God. But. Thank God. God is a God of redemption. God didn't hold that against him. When Naaman finally decided to go down and dip himself, God didn't say, no, you should have did it the first time. You should have listened that first time. You never should have rejected it once. He didn't do that. So we see what the thoughts do. It's those thoughts. Now, Let's go and read. I'm not sure if I want to keep reading down here. Well, let's read it. Let's go ahead and read it. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Now, Naaman, he desired to give Elisha money for what was done. Uh Uh-huh. But he said, as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Naaman said, shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servants two mules burden of earth? For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. So Naaman here wants to give Elisha something because he's thankful that he's healed. But Elisha said, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking it. All right. In this thing, the Lord pardoned thy servant that when my master goeth into the house of Rimon to worship there, and he leaneth on my hand and I bow myself in the house of Rimon. When I bow down myself in the house of Rimmon, the Lord pardoned thy servant in this thing. Mm-hmm. And he said unto him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a little way. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spread Naaman, spared Naaman, this Syrian, and not receiving at his hands that which he had brought. So, 
Elisha's servant Notice that Naaman Excuse me Notice that Elisha Refused The gift The payment From Naaman He noticed it But this is what he said But as the Lord liveth I will run after him And take somewhat of him He said look I'm going to take some of this He offering I'm taking Now these were his own thoughts If his leader if the one instructing him did not take it what would make him think he should take it his own thoughts his thoughts were not God's thoughts alright so Gehazi followed after Naaman and when Naaman saw him running after him he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said is all well mm -hmm. and he said all is well my master hath sent me saying now he already started to lie he already started lying he said my master sent me Elisha sent me he changed his mind uh huh again my master hath sent me saying behold even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets give them I pray thee a talent of silver and two changes of garments mm -hmm. and Naaman said be content take two talents and he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and mm -hmm. laid them upon two of his servants mm -hmm. and they bare them before him and when he came to the tower he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house and he let the men go, and they departed. Mm -hmm. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no whither. Now he's still lying. Elisha asked him when he got back, Where you been? He said, I hadn't been nowhere. I've been here this whole time. I haven't been anywhere. We cannot fool God. Elisha is not God. By no means is he God. Not even close. But God revealed some things to him. God revealed his thoughts to Elisha. All right. And he said unto him, Went not mine heart with thee. When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, mm -hmm. is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vine yards and sheep and oxen and mm -hmm. men servants and maid servants? There's a time for everything. But he thought this was the time. He thought this was his time to shine, his time to receive. But that's not what God thought. He thought he could get away with this. We cannot outsmart God. So we find his thoughts were not God's thoughts. That's the same thing that happened with Naaman. He thought a certain thing. God thought otherwise. Now Naaman has straightened his act up. Gotten right. Now we find the servant. Gehizi 
Now, his thoughts aren't lining up with God, and he's going to get himself in trouble because of it. All right. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee mm -hmm. and unto thy seed forever. Mm -hmm. And he went out from his presence, a leper, as white as snow. This is what happened as a result of his thoughts going against God's thoughts. The devil got control of him. He said, man, you going to allow all of that money to just pass you by? You could have some of that. He's offering He's trying to give it to somebody. That means somebody has to take it. He's offering some clothes. He got some nice stuff. Animals. You can be rich. But our thoughts have to line up with God. They have to. Otherwise, we'll get ourselves in trouble. So we're seeing here what our thoughts do. Our thoughts can deliver us, can get us out of trouble if they line up with God. That's what we've seen with Naaman. Sure, he got in trouble. Sure, he had leprosy. And he was upset with God originally. But once he decided to line up, God worked it all out. All things work together for the good to them that love God. And so then we come down and we see the servant of Elisha here. Thoughts overtook him. And he thought he could take some money, take these clothing, take these animals, whatever it was. He thought he could take it and get away with it. But God had another thing coming. So I'm not going to prolong it. I definitely thank God for you guys tuning in. I'm hoping that your thoughts will be completely in tune with God's thoughts. Because that's important. God cares about what you think. He cares about what you believe. So I thank God for you tonight and I'm praying that he will continue to be there in your corner. And so at this time, I'll turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for the, the message. Um, I hope each and every single one of you guys got something out of that, learned something new or learned or was reminded about something that you haven't read in a long time. And it's definitely a good story and it just goes to show our thoughts can either deliver us or get us in, in trouble. So we have to make sure they are aligned with, with God because he did say uh, his thoughts are in his ways are not our thoughts in our ways because we look at so many things from the natural standpoint. You know, God says to do something and we read his word in the Bible. We get the word from the true man of God, but we always look at things. What if this happens? What if this? What if I'm not going to feel well, what if I don't like this situation? But that's, God says, take no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Just do what I told you to do and everything will be all right. So definitely have to watch out for human emotion because it can get us in trouble 
all the time. And even we feel like we may trust God and we still may feel, you know, nervous about a situation because we are human at the end of the day. So we just have to and we're going to feel human emotions. So we just have to not let it get to us and still stay um, steadfast and heart set on what God told us to do. And everything will be all right in the end. Because joy cometh in the morning. So I don't have anything further to say or announce again this is a pre-recorded video and i forgot to mention last week but um just a weekly reminder that we are having bible studies on zoom every monday and wednesday at 7 p.m central standard time so if you want the link or meeting invite just message either me or tony or the um, facebook page inbox and we'll be more than happy to shoot you that link so that you can join we'll be happy and grateful that you join hope to see you there and again, that's every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you would like to be a part of that, definitely let us know. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy and count it all joy again because there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. No matter what it is, no matter what situation it is, there's reason to be joyful. So... Again, that's all. I'm going to leave it there. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening. We will. It will be a regular live stream, so we will be able to respond to comments and questions or, or anything. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys be blessed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.